Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and we are celebrating six months of being on the air, television, radio, and podcast, and that is because of you, each and every one of you who watch our shows and listen to our shows. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. We just sent out our first newsletter of the year, believe it or not, so if you missed it, check your spam folder, and if you'd like to be on our list, please go over to our website, usaglobaltv.com and subscribe. All right. Our show today is the United Kingdom news and culture. There is so much coming out from the UK. We need to stay on top of all of it. Let's bring out our distinguished panel. First of all, Diane Floyd-Bame. Welcome. Hi. Great hello, to see hello. you. Nice to see you too. Helen Ashard. Hello. Hey. So lovely to see you. Nice to see you too. And Ian Pelham Turner, hello. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a very hot day in London, so we're 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 already revved up to tell you what's going on. Super excited. Let's welcome Simon McDonald. Hello. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back again. And we've actually got much more moderate temperatures in in Scotland. Uh, you know, we 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 sort of just decided to trim it down a bit and so on. Let you guys simmer away all day. <laughs> <laughs> rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> well, I'm here without any sleeves because it's very hot and we have air conditioning, fortunately. But uh, I think this show is going to be red hot based on all the news that's coming out of the UK. So who wants to start us off? I don't know. I mean, you know, we... we, we you, there's, there's so much going on in the UK, Great Britain, and I think there's similar things going on across the world. And we, the whole thing is we do want to celebrate, don't we? We, we want to have some good things amongst the uh, not-so-good things. So I am going to start. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate big. Yay! I'm, no, but I'm going to actually celebrate spam. What? And I say spam that you eat. Now, the reason being... <laughs> Now, the reason being is, one, it sort of brings us together. <laughs> um, and also because the USA invented spam. And two, uh, do you know spam has had this huge uprising sales here in the UK? Uh, and everyone seems to be eating spam. Now, I think in this positive celebration, there's an underlying, obviously not so great scenario, but... Um, at the moment, people are sharing like lots of uh, recipes that you can eat with spam. Um, I have to say myself, I've never tried spam, but people are saying that it's actually quite yummy. I almost feel like I've maybe gone back to, have I gone back to wartime? I, I, I'm not sure. Wait, 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 I just want to say this. I have never eaten spam. I don't even know what it is. Is it, is it? Oh my gosh. What is it? It's, it's a it's compressed and uh, regurgitated meat uh, product, and um, it's you know you'd slice it and use it uh, on sandwiches and so on for for picnics. I, I, I have I have heard I have heard that it causes hallucinations into the <laughs> grandeur of <laughs> into the grandeur of the uh, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you Helena, going? Helena, I want to congratulate you, Helena, for wanting to do spam. Now, I, my, my daddy was in the Navy, so we had spam. And I can tell you all kinds of fun recipes that filled our tummies. So good for you. This sounds like another show. Curtain breadcrumbs, 
deep fry it for a little bit as well and just there serve it go. in a simple salad with a good balsamic dressing and uh, you know and some gnocchi perfect lovely that way but uh, the the usual sandwich way of having spam it does get a little bit boring after a while Oh, not with mustard and ketchup and tomatoes and onions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sticking with salmon. Sorry, Sorry guys. I, 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 um, I, I, I've heard this is like you can have fritters, you can have lots of different things. But the, no, the reason why I was I brought it up as well and say it's sort of like a collaboration is it? It is actually um, an American processed meat, so it does come from you guys, but. Um, and I know that during the war, I, that's, as well, that, that I think the soldiers were absolutely sick and tired of it once they'd actually returned from the war. Um, and it is a national dish in Hawaii. So there is something great about it. I've never had it. It horrifies me. It horrifies me completely. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hawaii, with all the things they have to eat there, they're eating spam. Who do we talk to? Hello. No, Hello, now, have you been on the spam, for goodness sakes? No. <laughs> what are you going to do with spam? No, the reason why I'm bringing it up, we're celebrating, aren't we? So we have to celebrate all these little things. But there is an underlying scenario that the reason why there is an uptake in spam is obviously the cost <laughs> of living. The cost of living. Now, yeah. you know, our gas and electricity and, and the whole, you know, huge amount of money that people are, you know, surviving on, um, it is a cheap uh food um it's a tinned food and it can be made into lots of different meals and that's why people i think this is big surge in it so there's a slightly side a sad scenario behind it but you know it's a national dish in hawaii so if it's good enough for for people in hawaii as a national dish then i'm sure it can be made into something stupendous i mean i was actually brought up vegetarian um my mother's vegetarian and hence the reason why i i've i probably never tried it because i think when i speak to friends which i have done they've had it when they were a lot younger um anyway so that's the, that's the story that we're starting on how about that <laughs> <laughs> Can, can, can I tell a quick uh, Hawaiian story? Oh, no. Okay, go on. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I used to work with the uh, Hawaiian State Tourist Board, and uh, one time uh, I was on Oahu, you know, the main island, um, and uh, the, 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 uh, I went to the Hawaiian Tropical uh, Center in Hawaii, and, and it's actually owned by the Mormons. Uh, and uh, as, as you're coming into the Hawaiian center itself, there's this big line across the world, first of all, road first of all, so saying you, you must not smoke, you must not uh, uh, drink, uh, and you must not swear. And anyway, so you go into the center, and it's w a wonderful place to visit, I have to sort of say, and it's lots of sort of uh, um, uh, South Sea Island uh, people doing different things as well. And then they introduced me to Pow Pow. Can I say to anyone that if you're ever offered Pow Wow, Pow Pow, don't eat it at all, whatever. You know, because um, basically it comes in little cubes the size of a sugar cube, and it's purple. And uh, I, I was offered some of this, and it looks quite innocuous. It looks, you know, okay. It doesn't look like uh, any much of a taste at all. And you put it in your mouth. And it's the most ghastly taste I think I've ever had in my entire life. And not only that, I, I, I couldn't spit it out. I couldn't swallow it either. It's one of those sort of terrible things uh, that you do. And I couldn't get rid of the taste for about three or four days afterwards. So I'm not sure about spam. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't on spam. This was like a sort of a fish uh, uh, extraction. But um, uh, that, that, that was one of my experiences with Power But I've never, ever, I must admit, I obviously missed a trick because I never knew that Spam was, was, a, was a, a delicacy in Hawaii. Well, I think it's funny you just mentioned that you weren't allowed to curse or use any profanity. But if someone said, hey, we're <laughs> welcome to Hawaii, here's your, your lay, your pina colada, and here's yeah. your Spam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no offense to Spam. Spam getting something like out of Monty Python's and you go to the <laughs> local five-star hotel, what's on the menu? Spam, 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 spam. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great topic, Helena. Thanks for bringing it up. 
do you know i'm actually going to change it slightly because uh, you know i don't think spam is that healthy as we know um i think there's yeah. lots of things added into it and pinned and obviously we can make meals etc but i mean i i something that's been um i've been talking to some nutritionists recently um that i've worked with on different shows and they are talking about the super six you know to add these super six into your diet you can make amazingly good cheap uh foods but what it does is it adds uh years to your life so they're talking about up to 10 years which i think is a bit steep so i, I think i'll say probably three years let's just say to be safe but um so it's all about living longer and the things are legumes fruit and veg i mean these are things i know that we sort of think we know but um so legumes fruit veg whole grains nuts and seeds herbs and spices and to add all of these into our foods even if it's just improvised um it's because it makes us a lot healthier so stay away from the spam if you can and add <laughs> into your diet you um, did a rhyme <laughs> i wanted to share that because uh, you can make some amazing meals but i've just i mean i'm feeling um i'm very i've, I've sort of kicked myself because i've uh, as in i've started this healthy eating um and my healthy eating is not uh regimented it's very much just get things in and just make a quick meal but involve good produce so and it adds years to your life so what's not to like about that <laughs> i agree a hundred percent and um there are some superfoods out there and and um helena you're absolutely right putting the superfoods in your meals is very important so, and there are specific ones and it'll be fun to share. Dr. Jacqueline, y'all probably talk about it on y'all's uh, uh, cooking show, I bet. Yeah, and I think Simon could really add some, shed some light on that as well. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, you know, you need your protein level as well. So plenty of good fish and oily <laughs> fish as well. Wonderful stuff for you. You've got all the omega-3s and omega-6 oils. Uh, it's sustainable. Yeah and uh, it's just it's so good for you it's light and easy a lot of people shy off about fish because they say you know it's going to be very difficult to prepare in actual fact fish is one of the easiest products in the world the easiest foods in the world to to, to cook with and to prepare and you know, the shellfish for example you can never undercook it it's very easy to overcook maybe but it, it's so simple doesn't take long and it's just stuff with nutrition there are over 27,000 different species of fish in the sea uh, I think I've probably smoked quite a few of them and so on some of them are very difficult <laughs> to get to light but uh, they uh, I've you know I have worked with uh, you know a huge number I know it's probably it's well over 500 different species of fish that I've worked with uh, throughout my career and there, there are some absolute gems out there and there's some <laughs> Some which you should maybe try to avoid, but uh, I guess probably personal taste. But fish is so good for you. And the other real superfood is honey. Mm -hmm. uh, honey is just one of the best things you could possibly eat. Throw away the sugar lumps and the sugar bowl and all the rest. Just use honey. Honey. Great Simon. advice. Great advice. Thanks, honey. I appreciate that. Simon, can you give us can you give us a simple but tasty salmon recipe since I'm cooking salmon tonight? Anything you can suggest? Uh, well, I have a million and one different things, but uh, a very easy thing to do. It's quick as well. Uh, if you've got a, a, a fillet of salmon or a fillet, as you would say in America, I think, mm -hmm. um, and just whip the skin off it, unless you've already got it skinless, and then uh, put it in a, a dish, a little bit of white wine in the bottom of the dish, possibly a little bit of chicken stock as well, if you have it, or some dill, a few herbs. Uh, put it in the microwave for maximum uh, a minute and 50 seconds and then that's it it's it's wow. easy and you can have whatever you like to go with it uh, so if you're in a hurry that's the way to do it you can pan fry it uh, you're in a mixture of uh, oil and butter and the, what to look for there is you, you put, do it on the skin side down first and then when you can see the uh, the color changing and once it goes to about halfway up, then turn it over and uh, just leave it on that side for about half the time you did on the other side. It comes out and it will melt in your mouth. Very simple. But oh, uh, you know, I, I don't advocate microwaves, but uh, you know, microwaves and fish do work well together. Amazing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. I did not know that. 
Yeah, and also what you said about honey is uh, um, what I've always heard, and I'd love to know y'all's opinion, but um, the honey makers uh, have told me that you want to put, if you want the honey to be the extreme best for you, you buy the honey that's closest to your neighborhood within 30 miles. So yes. even though you might be in a store and it says local honey, local honey, you need to check to see how local that is. Yeah. Another thing as well, if you're cooking, say, tuna steak or uh, in fact, any kind of steak, just a little drizzle of honey over the top of it uh, just mm. before it's finished and uh, it enriches the flavor. It's wonderful that way. Honey goes with so many different things, things you wouldn't even imagine it goes with. Definitely <laughs> worth a twirl. <laughs> Can, yeah. can we change the subject? I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. I can't even tell. I do, do, I do intermittent fasting. I haven't eaten since yesterday. I'm like, ah, you found bread. I'll make the sandwich. No, for, for, Ian's, for Ian's benefit, I was trying to keep off the smoked salmon and the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Helena, well, I just, to you. I'm, I'm yeah, sure there's it, more than spam. Yeah, no, we've got, we, we've got lots of things, but I, I, just because it's popped into my head, something I want to say, um, it's just giving some advice because also, again, I, I, I speak to lots of people, friends, family, you name it, but everyone's desperate to get away at the moment. Everyone wants to be, because we've had COVID and various things, people want to just jump on a plane and go, and they want to just, doesn't matter where they go, they just want to get somewhere that's different to where they are. Um here in the UK, we have problems with flights, which we've mentioned, and Heathrow Airport, um, I'm just gonna, just gonna talk about Heathrow Airport, although there are problems with Gatwick as well, you know, at least 4,000 people a day cannot catch their flights for whatever reason, so they've had to cut back. But we have some great beaches here, you know, in Great Britain, UK, we have some fantastic beaches. Um, you know, we've got great sunshine at the moment. Maybe it's a little bit hotter than, than than the norm. So we all have to be very careful. But, you know, we don't have to fly off necessarily. We, we, let's, you know, we, we, there's a, a study that came out. It was um, launched, I think, by The Times, which is a big uh, newspaper here in the UK. And the beach that won the top beach out of 50 beaches is Sandhaven. Um, I've never been there. Sandhaven's in South Shields. It's an area that I don't visit that often, which I think is more is closer to Newcastle, if I'm, I'm correct. Now, I know we've got lots of great beaches, and I'm sure Simon would say as well, there's loads of great beaches in Scotland, but it's come up as, as number one. So really brilliant places, you know, for us to visit here and for people coming in to visit as well. So I wanted to share that with people. Thank you. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's not covered in empty tins of spam yet. Then I take it. In Scotland, we well, we in the Highlands, we don't have that many sandy beaches, but the ones we have are absolute gems. Uh, and, and I've got a favourite one uh, as well. I must send a photograph in for a future show. Uh, it's called locally the singing sand. Mm. When you walk on the sand, it actually squeaks and sings under your feet. Uh, wow. Quite amazing, amazing place. And the way the tide swings around there, there's never any debris of any description on the beach. Even seaweed as well gets washed by it. It's, it, it's just so pristine. And if you go onto that beach and there's another person there, it's crowded. Uh, and it, okay, the beach, it's maybe about um, two, three hundred yards long and that's it. But I mean, to see somebody there is quite quite a rare occasion. You generally have a party there. But it's just wonderful. But the way to get to it, you've got to go by boat unless you're prepared to put up with a two and a half hour, very difficult walk over some very rugged terrain. So amazing, amazing beach. And it just points to the west as well. And I've seen some of the most incredible sunsets from that beach. Wonderful, wonderful place. Aww. That's great. And Helena, I think you made a really great point that so sometimes you need to just enjoy what's in your own backyard. Mm. And so I really appreciate you sharing that. So, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's really important. I mean, so many of us, we don't know what happens around our house. They can tell you anything that's happening in France or in Spain or wherever. <laughs> but, you know, within you know, 20 miles of your home, you know, how many of us have actually really explored that area? Except perhaps when you've moved into the house for the first time from another area. And then you forget <laughs> about it. 
that's really that's that is absolutely so true. So when you're dealing with the heat that you have there in um, in London, is it refreshing to go to a beach? Well, oh. I, I feel like I am out at a beach this afternoon because what you can't see. What, why, why do you think I've got a close-up of myself? Because, oh, please don't go there. Please don't go there. <laughs> oh, no. There's too much information, I think, Ian. <laughs> just, let's just, just say I'm keeping cool as best as I can. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go any further uh, with that conversation. Do you know, I, 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 think the, the, uh, I, I think the reality at the moment is that um, we're going to go through these times. And it is, you know, we, we've got such an up and down time anyway. And of course, it's it's typical, um, you know, that uh, obviously we'll probably move on to politics in a moment as well about what's going on in politics in Britain and in London. Uh, and, and of course, they, they choose a time when it's become the hottest period you can ever possibly imagine. And you go to what we call hustings. These are places where the politicians uh, purport to tell you about what they're going to do when they become prime minister. Uh, and so there's about 200 people in a room uh, the size of a, you know, of, of, a, of an average size uh, living room. Uh, and so the heat that is that is going on in there is just incredible, you know, as well. So it, it, it's just uh, one of these things at the moment, you know, that, that the, um, it, it, you know, we, we always seem to get it wrong when, when we're doing about things like this. You know, if, if, if it was cold in winter, it wouldn't be so bad, but... Um, you know that they, they choose all these occasions, and you can see all these uh, politicians try not to look like they are, you know, uh, covered in, uh, you know, uh, sweat or, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, because that, that that's a very bad signal. You know, it makes people think that they're not, you know, because uh, there was there, what was it? It wasn't. Um, uh, I forget which American president. Uh, Watergate. Um, Nixon. 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 I knew you were thinking Yay, that. Yay, ding, ding, ding. You're right. You get a prize. You get to advance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Nixon used to lose elections, they said at one time, yeah. um, because he, he sweated a lot during broadcasts. Yeah. Uh, it made him look, uh, you, know, um, you know, that people couldn't trust him. So, um Oh, that was between him and Kennedy, the one of the elections. Yeah, they, they were racing the end of it, didn't they? Weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Ian, those meetings typically have a lot of hot air in them, anyway, don't they? It's trying. I mean, the, the the problem right now, obviously, for me and Helena as well, is is that um, I'm, you know, um, for example, we were hosting an event. Or I was held to host an event, and Helena was there. Uh, the events uh, the other night um, with one of our colleagues who's creating another kindness project. Um, and, and it was just so hot. And of course, they were filming it. Uh, and so there were lights going on as well. And the problem with working in uh, TV studios right now is that you can't have AC because in, in reality, it, it'll be pickup, uh, you know, on the microphones. So you go in there and uh, the, the one particular studio that I work with right now they, they've opened up all the doors uh, in the building just to let to cool the air if they can but you sat in a studio and, and it it feels like uh, you, you you're gonna just boil at any moment so it, it is you know it, and, and it's, it's such a strange time in politics anyway I've never known quite a time like this I'm gonna be I'm going to move on to something else, but just quickly before I do it, you know, with reference to prime ministers, we've had enough of buffoons. And I think it's time for a woman to walk in those shoes. But I'm, that's all I'm saying now. And I'm sure Ian will have something to add to that shortly. But what I want to move on, I think we just, let's have a little bit of royal. I think we should have a little bit of royally rich, just something like a few lighthearted things, because... Um, you know, there's there's not too much going on, but it's all again. It's all about celebration. So, I would like to say what was lovely as well to see. So, Her Majesty the Queen, mm -hmm. looking beautiful in her dress, uh, beautiful dress, uh, greens and pinks. Um, she has given an award to the NHS. It's the George's Cross, no less. So, an amazing award for a lifetime 
achievement of service. Um, obviously, it's, I mean, it, it's very, very special. It's something that's not given out all the time. And normally this kind of award would be given to individuals. I think in the whole uh, life, lifetime of these awards, it's only been given to three um, sort of uh, mixed groups. And I think it was lovely to see it was, it was held um, in Windsor. And four of the UK nations were there, so obviously uh, getting the award. And I just, it was, it was just a, such a lovely time. So it's a time to celebrate. My goodness me, it's the NHS. So obviously a lot of it was to do with COVID. But, you know, we have our NHS there all the time whenever we need them. Okay, we have like timing things and we need more money injected into it. But we are so lucky to have uh, the facility of the NHS and... So I'm so happy that that's been awarded. Um, there is an, another award, I think, which is something that's given to military. So it's only one that's slightly higher than that. Um, and I just, the investiture was something special. I noticed Her Majesty the Queen's had her hair cut a lot shorter. I, I like it slightly, slightly longer, I have to say. And, and I think the investiture also, uh, she gave an award to uh, Tom Daly, who's an Olympic diver. I don't know if you know him in the States. And also Martin Lewis, who is figuring hugely here in the UK because he's a, a specialist in finance here and everyone listens really hard to him. Um, but so, so happy that the NHS has received this award. So, yeah, let's. we need to all celebrate. We are very, very lucky. Yay, yeah, thank you. The George Cross is, a, I, I mean, it's just one one step where it's, it's the civilian version of the Victoria Cross, which is the highest military yeah. award. And uh, Malta, uh, the island of Malta, won the George Cross during the war uh, for, for its role there as well. So it, it is unusual to have, uh, you know, have it going to a group. So of course, Malta is known as the George Cross Island and George Cross features on their flag as well. So it's, uh, it is, it is something to be very, very proud of indeed. Mm, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, and I think also moving on royally, which is, it, it's lighthearted and, and actually really lovely. Um, so Giles Brandreth, is he's a well-known um i say he's broadcaster now but he's he's actually an ex-politician I and mean, he's he's does the same i love giles brandreth i will always bring him up as well when we're talking because he's just a wealth of information and also shares us shares a lot of knowledge with us so we're thankful for that um so he arranged camilla parker bowl's 75th lunch which took place yesterday and the name of this lunch was the Oldie Luncheon. Um, <laughs> people all turned up and were really thankful and really happy and, and you know, friends and, and people that were known. But um, what they didn't realise is that, you know, they were, well, everybody invited were in their 70s, 80s and 90s. Um, actors, musicians, writers, journalists, um, and they joined Camilla uh, for a champagne reception and also Seabass lunch. And it, it's a well-known place, which is the National Liberal Club. And it's somewhere in Whitechapel. And it was a very, it was sort of low, although it was, you know, obviously full of lots of amazing people. It was incredibly low-key and really fun. Um, people just enjoyed chatting and they're, they're all sort of laughing at the fact they didn't realise it was due to their age they were there. They just thought they were being invited just because, you know, they were super special. But she wanted to be with very fit um, 70 to 90 year olds, um, so uh, which is fabulous. Ian couldn't make it, of course. He should have been able to. No, you should have been able to make you should have made yourself available, Lord TT. <laughs> Were they uh, eating I, spam at the I, event? I gotta, no. I got to pass <laughs> the honour on that one. But but the um, uh, Helena was talking about sports people, um, and I don't know whether you know uh, we have a very famous athlete, Samo Farah, um, who is uh, he was a long distance runner, uh, ten thousand meters and so forth, and won uh, four Olympic medals. So he's quite high up. Uh, and he was knighted by the Queen a few years ago as well. And he's admitted this week his name is not Samo Farah. 
it, 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 and, and he was um, uh, brought over, unfortunately, uh, almost like a boy slave uh, from Somaliland uh, when he was just nine years old and fortunately managed to uh, tell um, his PE teacher when he was in his early teens, 12, 13 years of age, of what had happened to him. Uh, and uh, that's that. And his PE teacher sort of got him running as well. And that's what started his career off. So, so we're in a slight state of shock with Samoa Farah because he's one of our national institutions uh, in Britain. Um, and we always thought he had come over with his family from Somali, Somalia. Um, and in actual fact, he was trafficked. So it just goes to show at the moment that um, it seems to be strange stories like this coming out of the woodwork, like spam, you know? I put it down to the heat and the flies, you know? The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the flies. Get out that fly swatter. <laughs> no, you can't kill any living creature, Diane. They all have a reason for being. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. okay. I don't like flies. I'm sorry. I took a pledge when I became a certified meditation teacher that I'd never kill anything. All the creatures have a right to be here. This is true. My thoughts. Okay. Including our prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. Oh my our, god. Our ex prime minister should. Have. <laughs> Yes, he's been swatted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think, I mean, the good thing about um, Ian mentioning um, Mo Farah, um, he is a, a stupendous guy. I mean, not only is he an elite athlete, Olympian elite athlete, he has, you know, um, managed to work through his demons as such and now is strong enough, the strength to come out and speak about his past is phenomenal. Um, and that's a celebration in itself. But he has a lovely wife and children. And I, I just I think everyone's in shock because he's such a huge part of our, you know, our society. He does lots of things here. He does a lot of good things for charity. He really is someone who's in, in, in the iron. He I suppose in a way he was slightly dishonest in his past because he was it was almost like the fear of God was put in him. Um, by people that trafficked him so almost into the country and um, when he was nine years old. And, you know, honestly, to think how well he's done. And, and nine years old, he came into our country and he was obviously like a human slave. He had to look after a, a family, children, etc. And, you know, it just goes to show, you know, one, his strength, two, look what he's achieved um, to come in from a different country to the UK and to now share this with us and to see where he is now is the most inspirational story I think anyone could share with anybody. And also it's, I think it's happening more and more now that people are really deciding to tell the truth, deciding to share things uh, with people because although years and years ago, maybe they felt awkward and even now feel slightly awkward, they know that by sharing their knowledge will help other people. And that's so, so, so important. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I just feel, I feel so happy that he shared that with us because it's going to do so much good. Yeah, absolutely. I, do, do you know, I, I think as well, um, one of the great uh, things that between our two countries is that uh, people can come to our countries, both America and Britain, uh, in, and in and in probably in poor circumstances, and they can rise, you know, to greatness. Uh, and I think that is a, a great reflection on America, and I think it's a great reflection on Great Britain as well. That uh, when, when I look at, uh, you know, uh, going back to the politicians a minute. Several of the politicians had come, um, you know, from other countries uh, and, and they really transformed themselves, become great business people as well. And I think uh, America has got this tradition of the American dream uh, and that attitude of uh, wanting to, uh, you know, build a life for yourself, have that energy uh, to be able to do so. And I think Britain has that same capacity to actually uh, allow people, providing they work hard, to actually change their lives for the better and give them great value in their lives. So, and I think that's 
that's probably one of the biggest synergies between America and Great Britain. I agree, 100%. And, I um, do as well. Yeah, and, um, and of course, you know, you were our mother country, so we must have learned it from y'all. <laughs> we, we, we won't talk about the Boston Let's hear about that. I'm proud you're in another country. We need to celebrate. Simon, would you care to comment? No. No? I guess not. Simon's speechless. You know, if, if okay, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go back to um, Camilla Parker's bowls and her luncheon. Uh, there's just a few bits and pieces I want to say about her because I, I think I think also it's the what I find interesting. I always look at you know when you look at the past, you look at how years move on, you look at media, you see how how uh, strong and informative or how persuasive media can be. But you know, a few years ago, obviously Camilla Parker Bowles wasn't particularly liked. Um, she really has really given her all and I think has turned people's perceptions around of her. And um, we were talking, just talking about her lunch, et cetera, where she did the most fun speech. Um, she really is a very funny, funny character. Um, she has a good sense of humor and everything. But um, one of the things when she was talking, she talked about Her Majesty the Queen and obviously the late Prince Duke of Edinburgh as well and uh, incorporated it into her speech. And the one thing she said was, um, praising the Duke of Edinburgh, that his philosophy was incredibly clear, and that's something that she wants to emulate. Um, the fact that he, you know, he the thing he used to say, you know, look up, look out, say less. The say less, I'm not too sure about, but do more and get on with the job. And actually, I get that, and I think that's really, really strong. And she was saying that that's what she intends to do. So it's a completely a very strong message, um, and I like that. And I have to say, I, I, I do, I, I do love Camilla. I think she is, um, she's a very amicable person. She's got, she's got such a great sense of humour. She's always, and she's very engaging with the public. She's very good. I think Ian will probably say as well. If you're photographing um, the royals she's the one that's the most probably engaging out of out of every royal as much as we, we love everybody um and i'm really looking forward to there's a lovely um if anyone wants to watch it i don't have the time i do apologize but on itv tonight um there is a program called camilla's country life and i don't know if everyone remembers but last year we last week sorry we talked about how uh, Kate Middleton shot a special picture or shot lots of photographs for um, Camilla actually commissioned her and this was going on to um, Country Life magazine because she was going to be doing sort of um, some editorial etc for it but tonight is actually the programme on ITV which I think is going to be really interesting so we're going to find out a lot about Camilla Parker-Bowles and also the fact that she says um, it's something that's been released recently as well um, about when she talks about her husband, obviously Prince Charles, and she speaks so highly of him. And I love that as well because he does a lot of good. And she's re revealed also his secret um, hobby that's basically kept him fit because he's 73 now. She's obviously 75. And it was really interesting to hear that what keeps him fit. And it'd be interesting to hear what people think about you know, in themselves as well. But he is very much someone that his heart is in the countryside. Um, and he that's that's what he loves. It doesn't matter what he's doing, but his true potential, etc., lies there in, in a sense. And he like you know, whether it's laying hedges, um, it may be in the rain or striding up a mountain. Apparently she talks about he's like a goat, and that's you know, he leaves everyone trailing because he's that fit. I mean, good for him. Um, passion for hiking, planting trees in the Arboretum, which we'll talk about, I think, probably in the next show, pruning at Highcroft. Um, I mean, all these lovely things. It's really lovely to hear all those positive thoughts. So that's something to watch out for tonight on ITV. And I think it would be a good watch if anyone's watching. I wish I had the time, but I don't. Thanks. I'll tell you all about it the next time. <laughs> 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 if I have time. <laughs> yeah. 
The cost of living is starting to bite there, obviously, now that she's had to get a job with Country Living to edit it for the, <laughs> the, the latest edition. But, um, it uh, will actually do the circulation of Country yeah, Sorry, it wasn't Country Living, Country Life. And, uh, it'll do the circulation no end of good, I'm sure. Yeah, I just think it's great. I think it's good. I think, you know, it's always good to see people's good sides. And and the good thing I think about her, she has a penchant as well for yoga and for ballroom dancing. She's got a fabulous sense of humour. And it's all these things that keep people young and going. And it's lovely to share knowledge. Um, I just, I think it's a real positive. And another one to celebrate. Yay! Yay! Ian can't have chocolate today, it will melt. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I think, uh, but uh, just carrying on from what Helena was saying, I think Camilla has changed Charles a lot. Um, and uh, there, there's always been this consternation and, uh, you know, the, the royal family try to slip things in occasionally as well. Um, and uh, so that um, when it was asked a while back, you know, will she be called Queen Camilla? In other words, uh, you know, uh, and uh, I think Charles said at the time, of course she would. I, 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 th I think uh, it's a shame, you know, um, mind you, you know, I love Diana as well. So um, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it was uh, lots of different points in royal history. But she has done a lot of good, I think, uh, quite rightly so. And I, and I think, um, you know, the, the unfortunate part of it was that uh, she's always been the love of his life. And uh, whether, you know, whether you believe the fact that uh, he was virtually forced to marry Diana or forced to find someone, um, you know, is, is a case in point. But I, I think she's done superbly well for the royal family and, and especially for Charles, I agree with Helena. You know, as Americans, it's uh, great to hear that because, you know, magazines love to sell villains, right? And, um, and people do evolve. And one thing I just really am sad about is that we have some great people with wonderful minds here in America, but they're probably not gonna run for president or state legislators because maybe they did something you know when their 20s and the media is going to kill them and i and, and, it's, and it's pathetic right and i personally love diana same age followed her it seemed like we got married the same year had children in the same year um and as americans you know we're just at least i'd like to speak for myself anyway you know intrigued with the royals but people do change and it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful to hear um, the true, um, his true love and they're sharing their lives and what she's doing for Great Britain. And I think it'd be so wonderful to see her on the cover of some of our magazines so that we can start really changing people's minds and knowing the true person she is today. And those are just my thoughts. So I hope you don't mind me blabbing that. Yeah. Diane's on the case. It's going to happen. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. Thank you, Diane. I really love what you're saying because it, it's required. You know, it's amazing. The media, as we know, can do a lot of damage. And I think as well, you know, we it's there's so many different sides to every story, and the media can just like spiel out what they want. This sort of one-dimensional thing, whatever they say goes. But we know it's not truly like that. And um, you know, she, she is. She's a good lady, and uh, it is really great for Charles. And yeah, let's do that. I think yeah, let's do that. And you know that picture you showed last week of Camilla. I didn't mean to interrupt. I apologize. Not being a good listener, am I, Dr. Jackman? But I, that picture was so amazing, and I was like thinking all week, man, I would just love to see that on the cover of People magazine and and Variety, just everything, because I I've never seen her look so beautiful. And um, and I thought her her beautiful spirit and gentleness showed in that picture. Yeah, it was really it was really good. In fact, you know the, the funny thing is as well in her younger years she was really sought after um, as a as as a lady. You know, obviously in, in 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure whether the boys will think the same, but from what I've heard, that she was quite sought after, um, an attractive woman, etc. But I think there was a lot of damage done. But, you know, now, you know, the proof is in the pudding and it's time to sort of let things go and let's just have some positivity, etc. And I think oh, also yeah. she's been made... Um, uh, a royal lady of the garter recently as well um and, and i and i think that that's that's a, a big a big achievement as well which is that's a really phenomenal um thing to go and see so i'm i'm thrilled i will i will always talk up so yeah i think it's beautiful that. that true love prevails oh man <laughs> i love that picture of them that they always show in the magazines and I'm not a person to read magazines all the time, so I just want to clarify that. It's like at the dentist office and the beauty salons that I catch up. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but that picture of them when uh, young and she's by the tree and there's the heart and their initials. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Charles's wife thought so at the time. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Diana. <laughs> But it is a sweet picture. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's hard to believe that we are at the end of our show. I don't know how we this happens. It seems like we just, yeah, we just sat down or stood up, depending on what you're doing. <laughs> wow. Well, I want to say before we close, Ian, are you ready? I'm about to go make homemade banana bread with the touch of chocolate in it why is she torturing us why why are you doing this to us what, what, have, we to think about to you? what have we done to you, you know? <laughs> oh, they are. and i'm having salmon tonight Ian, as well but, uh, oh. looking forward to it for it's lunch yummy. i'm gonna have an english muffin with butter oh yummy <laughs> Are they really yes. English English muffins? Does anyone know? No, they're um, not. Okay, I don't know if they're. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But do you know, um, Diane, my my mother was she used to make the best banana, but um, banana and walnut. Oh, <laughs> but it was almost like it was like a, a bread, but a cake. It was sort of an mm. in between. Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's a bit of a hybrid that, and it, it, it is so good. And uh, you know, and it, it's a great energy food as well. I mean, look at this man here; he's just <laughs> in the height of my. Can we stop talking about food? <laughs> no, I have one more thing to say. In the height of my sugar addiction, I love to cook banana chocolate chip bread, and then over the top of it, I put. The regular sugar, white Sorry, sugar, and then brown okay. sugar, cinnamon, and then serve it with ice cream. Oh, oh I want the recipe. I have the recipe. I can give it, but I don't eat that anymore, so I can't. <laughs> I'll eat it for you. My thing is, if you have honey, you're in good shape. But if you put cinnamon on everything, it absolutely... Cinnamon burns calories. So, you know, you just made it healthy, Dr. So does jogging. <laughs> Maybe I'll just eat cinnamon while I'm jogging. No, kidding. There I don't go. even jog. But, oh. well, let's have a, a final phrase, word, saying something, anything from each of you before we say goodbye. I'll start with Diane Floyd Bain. Sure. Stay cool, everybody, and stay hydrated. All right. Short and sweet. I love it. All right. Let's go over to Helena. Oh, it's been a lovely show. It's always a delight to share knowledge um, with you, Dr. Jacqueline, and everybody. And um, long may it continue. And, and Jacqueline, you're, you're quite right. You know, without ambulance service as it is, I think everyone has to be very careful very sensible because there are people that need our ambulance service more than just people that are just lying out in the sun and getting ill. So I, I feel worried about that because we have a service which now is something like 24 hours plus to actually the ambulance service to get to people. So we all need to enjoy our time, but be really sensible. It's one of those things in the UK, we don't have sun to such a degree. And I think everyone gets too excited and rushes out, but um with all this lovely thing of obviously sun and, and everything, there are dangers as well. So we have to be sensible and 
great always to talk about inspirational stories, people, and yeah, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline and all. Thank you. And if you see an ambulance, pull over, let them get yes. past. They have important work to do. Simon. Well, that's it. I mean, the, you know, in this weather as well, they've got a lot of tourists about in the road and they're having a wonderful time in the holidays and so on. But, uh, you know, they uh, do tend to spend quite a bit of time in the pubs as well and so on. So, you know, if the message I would put across this week is if, if, if you drive, don't drink. If you drink, invite me over. Ah! <laughs> that was brilliant. And on to the Candyman, Mr. Ian Palm Turner. Well, I, I, I'd like to thank the Spam Council for starting this film program this afternoon. That <laughs> has now left me devoid of anything that I can eat. That you that you so, so eloquently sort of talked about uh, over the past hour. You know, I I, I think um, the only, the only good thing I've I've uh, consumed this week, and uh, it came from one of your early shows was protein and i've been feeling very tired recently uh and so i've gone back through a protein shake again and it works so um uh, you know so i have a salted caramel uh protein powder at the moment uh and that's about the only thing that is going to give me any pleasure at all you know <laughs> from this show it is it, it, you know, from a food point of view because I'm all jealous of all of you. <laughs> no, I'm not eating sugary, and I'm right there with you. So, <laughs> smart. Woman. All right, and my final words would be to tap into your creative side. We are all creative, and there are things that we want to do, but we don't put ourselves out there. Take this time to explore where you actually have these incredible skill sets that are going to bring you joy. When it comes to mental health awareness, tap into something creative that is your, is your unknown passion. It's there, but it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't shown itself. All right. That's it. We look forward to coming back. Everybody here next week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fabulous. All right. Thanks everyone. Take care. We'll see you again soon. Happy Hello. Hello. I just Bye know. Bye. <laughs>